Welcome to the Luminance Podcast, where we shine the light on the good you are doing in the marketplace. Join host Sharon C. Jenkins, the master communicator, as she talks with iconic industry experts about the importance of being a servant leader in today's transitional world. Hello, everybody. This is the Master Communicator, and welcome to our world. I have the distinct privilege of having Steve Dansby today. He is my friend and a helper. I tell you, this uh, baby boomer needed some help. And he is a real help. Now, he launched Momentum Marketing in March 2012. And his primary aim is to help local businesses and small business owners grow their business through getting more customers online. And by teaching them how to do this in the simplest possible way. And I want to add cost-effective way to uh, this intro. So welcome, Steve. How are you? Good morning. How's everybody? So Steve, uh, I understand you are going to be talking today about the three best ways to find buyers online using the tools you have now to your advantage. So let's get started. All right, yeah, we're going to talk about, like I said, three best ways to get buyers online. We're going to talk about how to do it, why to do it, why it's important. Um, but I'm going to make it very easy to understand for you for you all. And if anyone has questions, we can stop along the way. Um, so I've got some time to go through it. So what I'm going to do, Sharon, is share my screen here, and I'm going to pull up this quick little presentation I have for you. Excellent. Uh, when you enable that screen share, I'll pull it up for you. Okay, let's see here. All right. And let me know if you can see my screen here. I can. Thank you. All right. Okay, so perfect. So, again, like we said, we're going to talk about the three best ways to find buyers online using the tools you have now to your advantage. So, first things first, why are we discussing this, right? So, e even when you're writing a book, you got to keep in mind who you're going to be selling to and how to appeal to them, right? So, uh, just very brief, little brief uh, information about me. Um, I run a marketing agency whose you know, our purpose is to find leads and leads and buyers or customers for business or product owners. Okay, so we again we try to do this in the most efficient way possible, where you get the highest you know return on your investment uh, in terms of marketing. Okay, so but today really I'm not going to get a whole bunch of background on me because I am here to give you all actionable value that you can actually take from this and, and start applying. Okay. So the next thing here, and I'm going to go through these slow uh, to make sure that everybody can grasp 
what I'm saying here. So here's the three things that we must remember. So the first thing is your audience, okay? So what do we mean by your audience? What, what type of customers, or in this case, reader, are you writing towards, okay? Who are they? Have you, have you narrowed that down? And we're gonna go into detail uh, about that here in the, in the next few slides, all right? The second one- Can I get you to uh, increase your volume just a little bit? Okay. Can you hear me better now? Yes, thank you. Okay, perfect. So the second one we're gonna talk about is your copy or your titles in this, in this niche. So understanding how your title and write and how to write in a way that is appealing to your audience when it comes to marketing your book, um, as well as, as titling your book as well, we're gonna go into what that means as well. And the third thing, obviously, your assets. So what tools do you have at your disposal right now that can help you sell your stuff or in this case, your books or upcoming books? It's a good idea to have this in mind before you get, you know, you finish your book and you're ready to start launching. So all three of these things, once you have these things outlined, these things outlined and ready to go, the sooner you have it, actually the better and easier it's going to be once you get ready to get to the point where you have a book that's published and you want to get it out into the market, okay? Now, so let's go into your audience. So what do you mean by your audience? Now, that's the ideal buyers or customers for you. So there's three ways that you, you're going to address this. Research, location, and price. And I'm, I'm going to go through each one here real quick. So with research, what type of book are you writing? All right, so are you writing a recipe book? Are you writing a, a, a memoir? Are you writing a fiction book? Are you writing a documentary? Um, what type of book are you writing? And then the next thing you have to ask yourself is, who typically buys this type of book? So, you know, let's take, for example, uh, a recipe book. You want to research and see who typically buys a recipe book. Are they... Uh, are they uh, women who are, happen to be mothers that, that have families to cook for? Or are they people who, who are aspiring chefs? Like, what is the audience for people who typically buys this type of book? And that's going to be important once we start getting into this, the second, uh, our, our number two topic here after your audience. But identifying that first is, is very important. Okay? And that information is readily available on the internet. Um, and I'm going to explain how you can research that as well. Second, location. Now, when I say location here, I'm not necessarily talking about city and state or country or physical location. When I say location, what I mean is where are your buyers hanging out online? So I'm going to use the same example here. And let's say I'm writing a recipe book, okay, or a book that contains recipes that has to do with food, all right? So the first thing I wanna do is look for groups online, whether that be a Facebook group, whether that be forums, look for where those people who enjoy these types of books hang out, all right? And then I'm gonna start identifying those. As many of those groups, as many uh, of those online places that those people gather, 
I want to start writing that down and recording that so I can go in and start building my network with the people who are most likely to buy these types of books. Okay, so the second part of that is once you've located that, once you've located where they hang out, do you have any value to give these people? Okay, so again, with the recipe book example, do you have a recipe that you would be willing to give away? Possibly, right? Or do you have a technique in cooking that you would be willing to share with people who are in that group that would get them interested in knowing a little bit more about what you do? Or, hey, this is a great recipe that, you know, uh, Susan gave me. I want to look and see what else she has in her recipe book because this was really good, right? So what, what value do you have to give them? If it, you know, if let's say you're not doing a, a recipe book, let's say you're doing a memoir. Do you have a short story in your life that's very interesting that you would share in this group that would make people want to get to know a little bit more about you, especially if you're writing uh, a memoir in a particular subject matter? Like if you're writing a book about, uh, let's say, divorce, or you're writing a book about, um, uh, can't think of any, any ones off the top of my head, but let's just use that as an example. You have a small story within that niche that you could share in that group that would make people want to know more about your full entire story. Okay, so that's what location means, and those are the two facets that deal with location. The third thing is obviously your pricing. So, again, if we're selling a recipe book, how much do recipe books in your niche charge? So, if you're doing, uh, let's say, a vegan cookbook. You know, what, what's the typical price point for a vegan cookbook? Is it $10? Is it $20? Is it $15? What, what's the range of, of pricing that you should charge so that you're not going to market with, you know, a $70 vegan cookbook that's, you know, twice the, the amount of a comparable book, right? So just being aware of what the pricing is in your niche is very important as well because if you, you know, charge too much, then obviously it looks like it doesn't make sense to the buyer. And then, but also if you don't charge enough, it may not look like, it makes it look like you're not providing value. So if all of the books are $15, $20 in your niche and you're selling your book for $5, it may be a great book, but the person buying it is going to assume that it doesn't have as much value as the normal books that they buy. So you have to be very careful in being aware of your pricing in your niche. That. So these are three things to look at and think about uh, when you're talking about your audience. All right. Now, let's go into how to find your audience. So Google, obviously, is, is a really good way to find almost anything. Um, but you can be very specific with Google. So believe it or not, you can type in almost exactly what you're asking or what, what you're thinking in the search box in Google and it's gonna give you some really good results. So again, if I want to type in best recipe books here, what I, could, what I would do is I get a list back of probably 10 to 15 recipe books that Google will pull up. Now from this, I can look at the design of the recipe book, I can look at how much it costs, I can look at how long it's been out, I can look at, you know, how it's marketed. Um, but not only that, I can look at who's buying these type of books. So I can go and look at the reviews. 
and seeing what the actual customers like about each one of these books. So you can go to a lot of these recipes, let's say, for example, recipe books and see who's bought and what are their reviews. Reviews will tell you a lot about um, what customers are looking for, what they maybe didn't get from the book or what they, or if the book was perfect and exactly what, why it was perfect. It will give you a lot of data and you can record this and say, okay, when I make my book, I'm going to make sure not to forget to do this. Or I'm going to make sure I have this, 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 and this in the book to make it easier for my reader. So you can find your audience on Google by typing in your niche and the type of book you have. Um, and you can also find it. So on Reddit, Reddit is another website that's more of a, it's basically like a forum, okay? So what are people asking about in relation to your book type? So you can go into Reddit and type in, for example, uh, let's do popular, let's say popular memoirs of 2020, right? And you'll see what, what they call threads on a forum that starts um, listing book names. And then someone will comment below, hey, I love this book because X, Y, Z. Hey, I hated this book because of this, right? And you'll see a lot of these common questions and complaints in the thread on the forum, okay? Now, what you can also do is you can reply to those uh, and you can actually give your feedback or you can reply to those and say, hey, I wrote something similar to this, you know, go to such and such website and check it out. All right, you can always reply, especially in Reddit, you have what's called a subreddit. And those are people who, they just may be readers of, let's say, nonfiction, or they may be people who are interested in recipes. And there's a whole subreddit of people who are interested in that. So you want to go there and interact with those people, and you can also reply to them and say, you know, hey, I have a website or I have a, a, a blog that, you know, gives these type of recipes as well and start building up your network on that website as well. So there's a lot of different ways online that you can find your audience. You just have to take the time to do that. So those are two really powerful sites that will help you find your audience. Okay. Get some water here. All right. Now, second point, your copy. So I like to say it's, it's not what you say, but it's how you say it, okay? So that applies a lot, obviously, with writing, um, but it applies in marketing as well when it comes to, to gathering sales, when it comes to capturing buyers. It, it has a lot to do with it, okay? So there's four facets of, of copy here um, that you want to think about. The first one is the hook. So very important, you usually have about 10 seconds to capture your potential customer or your potential buyer's interest. So you've got to, you've either got to name your book something that makes people go, I wonder what that's about, right? Or you've got to have a cover that makes someone stop in their tracks and go, that looks interesting. And if you do not have a hook that does that, what's going to happen is you, you typically are not going to even get to the second, third, and fourth points we're going to talk about here. Um, 
So it's very important to establish and to, to write a good hook or to title a good hook about your, uh, your book, okay? Now, the second piece is what's in it for me? Now, what does that mean? Am I, when I say me, I don't mean you as the author or you as the you know, product creator or owner. I mean, as the buyer, the buyer's question in, in the back of their mind is always going to be, what's in this for me? Now, why would they purchase this? Okay, if you have a $20 book, why would, I, why would I buy this? How can it help me in any way? How can it add any value? Or just how can it entertain me? Maybe how can it make me laugh or make me think or make me, you know, um, wonder about it, something that is interesting to me okay so that's the second thing now you have to this is something that i would advise that you write down and think about so why would i purchase this let's use it let's use the recipe book example again let's say the name of my recipe book is um mouth-watering french cuisine french cuisine or yeah, mouth-watering French cuisine from, I don't know, from Paris or I don't know, any, I can't think of any city, but let's just say that's the name of the book, okay? Now, when someone walks by that in the store and they're interested in cooking or they like recipes, they're going to say mouth-watering French cuisine, okay. So the next thing they think, and they pick it up and they go, they're going to ask, okay, how can this help me? So when they look at it, they may turn it to the back or they may look at the subtitle of it. And the subtitle may say something along the lines of the 10, <clears throat> the 10 best tasting recipes in France, in Paris, right? So if I'm interested in French cuisine and I, and I read on the back, inside this book, the 10 best recipes in, in Paris, France. Now, if I'm interested in that, that's going to make me go, oh, that's interesting. I, I may buy this because I'd like to try all of these at some point. Right, so that answers the question, what's in it for me by the title, and then the subtitle or either the back of the book answers, how can this help me? Right, so writing this down and having these two questions answered about each, uh, about your, your book is going to help you sell it because you're gonna know how, what angle that people are gonna to wanna to experience or buy the book, okay? Now, the third one is personal experience. Now, it says what's unique about this? What is unique about unique about you if this not if this is a nonfiction book or recipe book example? Okay, so now, etc. I'm sorry. What that means is if you're writing a, a, a biography book, okay, then personal experience is going to come into play because. If I'm writing a biography book about how, um, let's say I'm a reco I recovered from alcoholism, right? And it's an interesting book, talks about traumatic childhood and I recovered from alcoholism to go on to do, I don't know, to become a, a, a New York Times bestselling author, right? Let's say that this, this is a biography about that. You want to answer the question, what's unique about you that would make people want to buy that book? So I'll give an example using that 
particular type of a biography type book. It could say something along the lines of how I survived eight how I survived eight years of binge drinking to become the number one uh, to become a New York Times bestselling author and a recovered uh, or and a sober individual, right? Something like that. So that brief glimpse into where this person started, where they ended up, is enough to pique curiosity and have people want to know more about your personal experience. So if it was a recipe book, which is the second example you see here, you would say something along the lines of how to stop repeating the same old tired recipes you're cooking week in and week out and replace them with five-star uh, French cuisine recipes that you would get out on the Riviera, something like that, right? So you're going to transition from starting from this point to ending at this point. And personal experience is a, is a facet of your copy that basically says taking you from point A to point Z. Okay, so we'll go a little bit further into that. And if you all have questions on that, let me know. Um, but let's just go and jump to the next one, consistency. So consistency, what types of books do you write? And are you consistent in your messaging online? So this is a big one for people who are using, um, who are not using, not to the point where they're using paid advertising yet. So if you are using just your social media to sell, to distribute, to get your books um, out there in the marketplace, consistency plays a big role. So if you are Sue Williams and you're writing a book, uh, you're writing books about, let's say your books are primarily about um, weight loss, uh, let's say, for women who've just had babies, right? Now let's use a different example. Let's let's just let's use a recipe book example, okay? So if you are writing book recipe books, or you have one or two recipe books that you are writing or interested in writing, then you would want your Instagram, your personal Instagram, your personal Facebook to probably include information about food pictures of food, um, you know, maybe some sample sample recipes. Uh, and then you would also want to go out and find other people who are also interested in learning how to cook different, um, a, a different variety of foods, wanting to try new things, who are interested in cuisine. Who, who are the people who follow the, the big Instagram pages that are all about foodie, foods or being a foodie, right? So you'd want to go find those people and invite them into your personal profile, but your profile, your personal profile should also be consistent with their profiles that they are already following. So if you're if you're writing recipe books and you, you're very interested in food and maybe you, you are a chef, you could be a chef already or an aspiring chef, you want to you want that to be somehow a part of your personal profile in some way. It doesn't mean every single thing you post has to be about food, but it should be evident on, on your uh, social media somewhere that that's what, what your interests are. 
So in other words, you don't want to be, let's say you, you don't want to have a bunch of posts about, uh, I don't even, I'm trying to think of another book. Well, a bunch of posts about, let's say, interior design, and then you're going right back to the food, and then you got six posts on interior design, and then back to food, and then see what happens is when someone adds you, whether it be on Facebook, whether it be on Instagram, and they start going through your content, they really don't know how to separate you from anyone else because there's so much content going so many different ways that it's kind of like, okay, right? But when you when you're consistent in, in one niche, one thing that you're interested in that you really post the most about, then people can say, oh, okay, this is uh, Sue Williams. It looks like she might be a chef or, oh, she, maybe she likes, she loves food too. Great. So they psychologically that potential uh, or that, that new brand, a new person that's part of your network is going to put you in a, a certain compartment that says, oh yeah, she likes food too. She's interested in food too. She's interested in being a chef. She's interested in cuisine as well. So being consistent is a big part of it, right? Let's go to the next one. Now, it just breaks down again, copy. So I'm going to go through these really quick. You must have a title and or headline that grabs a person's attention. We, we really just, we talked about that. Um, but especially if you don't have an established name. So if it's your first book um, or if it's your first time uh, putting an e-course or e-book out in the marketplace, you have to have a title and, a, and or headline that grabs a person's attention because if it doesn't, you won't get to the next step. So if you, if you have to spend two or three times as much time on putting together a title or a headline that does this, you want to do that, right? Secondly, can you get the potential, can you get the attention of a potential buyer by your book name alone? So this is a good judge of how well your copy is written. So here are some good examples that I put, or some great examples I put below. All right. So these are some books that have been written. And you probably notice a lot of these that done very well. First one, The Devil Wears Product, right? So when you read that, for some people, that's going to keep interest in what, you know, what, is, what does that mean? That the devil wears Prada. Maybe someone likes Prada, but they, you know, obviously don't like the devil and they're trying to figure out how to put the two together. So it piques curiosity. Second one, kind of the same principle, cloudy with a chance of meatballs. So I don't, I haven't read that book. Um, so I don't know what that's about. I don't know if that's has something to do with food or it's a play on words, but it piques my interest. Um, third is one of my personal favorite books, which is How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is a, how to uh, headlines have always worked. But to me, in my opinion, this is one of the best named books out there because it tells you exactly what the book's purpose is. So if I had a problem communicating with people, I was shy around people, didn't know how to maybe sell, uh, you know, um, didn't have many friends, this would be a book I read to, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is um, a very good book. I would per personally recommend anyone to read it. Third one, Mastering the Art of French Cooking, right, which is, again, 
a great title if you're a person who's interested in French cooking, they like French food. Now it talks about not just, hey, here's some French recipes or the art of French cooking. It says mastering the art. So if you're interested in that, you're going to buy that book because you want to get really good at cooking. So a really good title. Uh, then the fifth one, kind of a different niche, How Stella Got a Groove Back, which is a fictional book. But it asks, it, it says it, How Stella Got Her Groove Back, but it, didn't, it doesn't tell you. So it makes you want to find out how Stella got her groove back, right? So it, these are great book titles that just reading those titles alone makes you want to know a little bit more about that. So it says these are all titles that make people stop and want to know more. So it's, and it's, it's also good to keep these principles in mind for your chapters as well. I won't go deep into that, but it's, it's just good to also be just as aware of your chapters to when you get people to buy the book that they're going to continue to want to read through it okay next slide here some water all right next slide is your asset so it says use what you have now and then be consistent with this and the second part being consistent with this is something that uh, i always advise people might to do uh, as well as my clients is being consistent with using these assets you have, especially when we're talking about the assets that are free. Okay. So four things you'll see here, building a list. Do you have emails of supporters or your followers building a group? You can create a Facebook group. You can create an Instagram page of people who are interested in your niche, leveraging a group. You can join groups where people exist who will potentially buy your products. You can start building rapport and connecting with people there. Leverage your social, social media. Sorry about that. So it says, what type of books do you write? Are you consistent in your messaging online? All right. So leveraging the social media platforms you have uh, to get your, your message and your brand started and out there. All right. So let's kind of dive deeper into, into these four. Now, again, what are my assets? It's probably what some of you might be thinking of. What can I use now to build a foundation for future buyers? All right, so I'm gonna give you four examples that you can actually do now if, if you choose to, okay? So the first one is Facebook. So I kind of touched on this a little bit before, but have you optimized your profile so that it correlates to what you may write about? Okay, we kind of talked about that with the recipe book example. Does your profile come across as if if a person was to buy your book tomorrow, you had your book finished tomorrow, and they go and look at your Facebook profile? Does it correlate at all to what the type of book that you that you wrote about? Because if it doesn't, you may as well go make those adjustments now. Whether that just be tweaking your, your Facebook cover photo, um, whether that be adding you know, a few photos in your photo album that have to do with uh, what you're writing about, whether that have to do with, has to do with posting on Facebook about a particular topic or sharing an article about it, but you would want to start putting content that is related to what you're going to write about on Facebook 
And just keep that in mind every time you post on Facebook. Let me also start putting this content out so that when I do launch my book, it won't be so foreign to the people that are already in my network. That second one, email. Do you have the email addresses of friends and colleagues that may enjoy your book? So a lot of times um, you have a lot of people in your network that you've emailed before has come across, um, but you still have their email addresses. So what I would do is just start compiling the list of emails that you have already. And then once you eventually get those uh, that email list compiled, whether it be 50 or 75, 100, or 500 emails, or however big that list is, putting that, compiling that one list and then starting to, to write out just small bits of content that you would like, things you'd like to share to that audience. Um, and your email list is a good way to start building rapport so that when you say, hey, I'm ready to launch my book now, you've already been emailing this list of people for, let's say, a month, two, three months, right? About just topics that have to do with, that have to relate to what your book is. And you already have that rapport. People will get, be used to seeing your email. And then when you say, hey, I, you know, I wrote this book about uh, you know, XYZ. I thought you all might be interested in it. Let me know what you think. I'd love your support. That's a lot easier email when you've already been interacting with that, with that group. Third thing, leveraging groups. Are you a part of cooking, literature, a niche-related group online? If you are, you can go into those groups and then you can just simply invite these people as your Facebook friend. You can just build your network. Now, again, this is not gonna work as well if you skip this first step of optimizing your profile. If you start inviting people from, let's say, a cooking uh, Facebook group and you know they accept your invite and your Facebook profile has nothing to do with cooking or no content around food, uh, it's not going to be much for them to comment or interact with on there. So um, this first part is very important so that you can leverage groups and forms online and have people there that will really start to interact with you, have common interests. And then the fourth one is you can build a community, okay? You can build your own community. And I say, please don't, do not sleep on this because it's, it's, it's so powerful to build a group of like-minded people. And then you start to build rapport and then make, uh, make friends in the group. So you, you'll find your books uh, easier to sell later if you start to do this. So let's just say that you started, I'm gonna use the same example again, uh, a group, a Facebook group about you know, old, let's say you called it old-fashioned cooking, or let's say you called it exotic um, food and cuisine. Uh, I'll just say you named it that. And you invite people who, who are interested in either learning how to cook certain dishes or interested in becoming a chef or are fans of different types of foods or maybe people who just don't want to cook it, but they want to learn about the dish so they can go to a restaurant and try it. So let's say you build a Facebook group of people like that, which really wouldn't be that difficult to do once you have collected a bunch of uh, photos, images of foods that people like. You would just invite them there. 
and you start, you know, maybe you post a, a blog article about uh, why it's, why garlic makes such, you know, this type of food taste better, you know, and just start putting that content and building and building and building that community. And let's just say you get that group to 500 or 1,000 members in there, you're constantly sharing. Well, once you have your personal recipe book done and you have access to your community, um, you may have also access to their email addresses, depending on how you set that up. You can simply, you can simply send uh, an email out letting everyone know, hey, I've you know, written this book on how to, let's say, make uh, old-fashioned, or let's say make soul food recipes uh, like your grandmother used to make. And I've got 25 recipes in here, and I'm, you know, my book is 12 bucks, right? That's an easy email to send out. and people will be way more likely to take a look at that and buy the book because you've already built a community uh, with those people as well. So that's a very, very uh, powerful technique. That's also free. Um, if you build it on Facebook, you can also build it on, on Reddit. You can build a subreddit. Um, you can even build it on LinkedIn. You can build your own group that way on LinkedIn, depending on what you're writing about. So, these are four assets that you have. Now, the email, if you decide to start sending weekly emails out, you have to get what's called an email autoresponder, but that's even fairly cheap. I mean, we're talking about 18, 19 bucks a month for that. But for the most of it, these other three uh, assets are absolutely free, and gathering emails is free itself. So these are four things you can do now um, to start using your assets to your advantage, uh, whether you have your book done already, working on it to get ahead of the, ahead of the curve. Okay, so those are the three. I hope, hope you all enjoyed uh, those three notes. We, I mean, obviously, we're recording this now, um, but we're going to, you're going to be able to go and watch this. If you're watching the replay, you can always go back and rewind and, and go through each step. But if you apply each one of those things we talked about in there, you will start to build a following of people. And when your book is done, you won't go have to hunt and search for who can I who can I sell this to? You know, who knows? Does anybody know about my book? It's a lot easier to sell to people with, when you've already had a conversation with them, when you've had an interaction with them before. So uh, I want to give you all a couple of bonuses as well for sticking around. Um, and I think you'll enjoy this. So my first one is my free cheat sheet. So I have uh, 10 free ways to get clients right now without using paid ads. Okay, so now it says to get clients right now, you can replace that word with buyers because these methods will still work the same. Okay. So that's going to be a free PDF. If you want this, all you have to do is uh, you can either put your email address in the comments or just message uh, Sharon your email address. Say, hey, Sharon, I want this bonus PDF that uh, Steve's giving out here today. And we'll shoot that over to you. And it talks about, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of information in here. Talks about how you can use things like even Craigslist to find, you know, maybe some graphic design work you need, uh, but how to get, use these very inexpensive, mostly free ways to, to uh, 
get more buyers. So I'm going to send that to you. All you have to do again is send your email to Sharon, or you can private message uh, Sharon uh, to get access to it. Second one, so bonus number two is one I would really encourage you to, to do. So this is what I call a customer avatar worksheet. So if you look at this worksheet here, it says company product name. Now, it, because we are mostly dealing here with authors, this would be book name, right? So you see here, it's, a, it's basically saying your, your customer avatar is just your ideal buyer. That's all that means. So what this is going to say is your go, what are they, you're going to try to figure out how to learn them at a very granular level. So it's going to ask you, know, what are their goals? What are their values? What, how old are these people that usually buy these type of books? Are they married? Do they have children? You know, location, we talked about that. Do they, what other types of books, magazines do they read? Um, you know, what are they, what are some objections to them buying the book? Okay. What would be the role, <clears throat> their role in the purchase process? And then challenges and pain points, it just talks about what are some challenges you could possibly see in being able to sell this, right? So writing all of these things down is going to allow you to really get to know okay, this is what I'm writing about and this is who I need to be writing towards, okay? So both of these documents we email you over. And again, you can just put your email in the, you can, in the comments. We'll send them over to you or you can message share. I'll make sure she gets both of these documents to you, all right? So those are two big ones. I think you really get some value out of that kind of my gift here for sticking around and so I'm going to do another unannounced bonus here uh, which I didn't tell Michelle about till today but I decided to do it um, so I don't know if you all have not done the Mastering Entrepreneur course and again this is a special offer for a few of those who are serious about getting their book out the, the dream book out to the public um, I would highly recommend you take the Mastering Entrepreneurship course because she's really going to get into the details of how to approach your book as an author. Um, and it's very important, you know, I always have this model to, you want to go to people who've done this before, right, and not try to try to wing it. So Sharon has, has pu helped publish, um, <clears throat> I'd probably say over a dozen books that I know. Um, so she's been through this process and she can guide you in those how-to elements of how to get started with this um, as an author. Um, what I have here is what's called an online revenue mastery course. So this is my private course that I usually, <clears throat> we usually charge $4.97 for. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm only going to charge the Black Friday price that I did this past year with uh, past year, which was $97. And there's over 25 videos on how to market um, not only your book, but your business, <clears throat> your entrepreneurship business in general. So it goes over everything about uh, how to get a low, a high quality logo, um, how to run and set up basic Facebook ads, talks about how to use Facebook chat, uh, Facebook Messenger, talks about how to set up your LinkedIn for 
for people uh, for conversion, how to how to uh, increase the size of your LinkedIn account, how to use trending topics to generate more traffic on social media, uh, things like that. So we've got over, like I said, 20, 25 different videos on there. And actually it's 27 now. I added two bonus ones about a month ago, which goes into uh, Google Ads and how to set up your basic Google Ads for when you get to that point. Um, a lot of you will, you know, if you, you start really selling books, you'll start running, wanting to run some paid ads as well. All of that training is available to you inside the Online Revenue Mastery course. And again, if you get the Mastering Entrepreneurship course, I'm going to give you that course for just $97. So you'll basically get both of these for $297, a little bit less, <clears throat> under $300, bucks, which is a very good deal. I think that's probably over $1,000 worth of value easily. Um, and again, you got to purchase the Mastering Entrepreneurship course in order to get it at this price. You can get this bundle on Sharon's website at McWriting eCourses. Is, is that right, Sharon? Let me make sure I'm saying it. McWriting Services eCourses. McWriting Services eCourses. I'm sorry. McWriting Services eCourses.com. You can get this bundle. You have to get it through our website. Um, if you try to go, I know and get my course on the regular site, it's going to charge you 500 bucks. But this is, a, like I said, for those who are really serious about getting the book out, going to give you the best possible um, value and scenario to, to make sure that you get it out successful. And the next one is simply, if anyone has any questions and Sharon, you can check and see here. I am checking now. Okay. See, we got, okay, we got a couple emails here. And if you, if you all enjoyed this and you stuck around and, and got some of these pointers, uh, let us know in the comments. Give us a thumbs up or, you know, any of these emojis. <laughs> so, I have a question, Steve. Mm -hmm. Why is it important for authors to have a business mindset? It's a great question. So, if if you again, if you're serious about being an author, you you've got to approach it as a business and not just as kind of a a hobby. Uh, because if you don't, you're not going to treat any of the other process of becoming an author like a business. So in other words, if I'm just a, hey, I'm just gonna go write this book, right? I, I'm not even in the mindset of, if this, this is a business for me, because the moment you start selling, you know, even if you sell 50 books and you start getting some significant income uh, doing that, you know, easily set up a, your own business to do that, an LLC or, however you want to set that up legally an entity to where you sell your books and you never know uh, in your niche, the demand there is for the type of book that you need. So it's very important to approach uh, being an author like a business because you got to approach your marketing, you got to approach your, your expenses, 
you've got to uh, approach, you know, and I know you get into during the whole publishing process, you know, that's part of the business of being an author. Uh, and a lot of the bigger name authors that you know, they, they approach all this as a business. They have a marketing budget. They have, you know, they're not just going out here and, and just kind of winging it. And that's why it's important to go to start with a frame of reference from people like yourself, Sharon, that have been helping people do this and can tell you, hey, don't do that because if you do that, it's not going to work out the way, the way you think. You know, and then from a marketing perspective, you know, I can tell you, hey, don't spend your money trying to market it this way until you've been able to do this first, right? So it, it's just good to have those those kind of the training wheels on and someone pointing you in the right direction and how to set this up and, and just monitor it and manage it like a business. That's a great answer, and thank you so much, Steve. And I want to thank you. You have given us so much in the short time that you've been with us. And, um, you know, I appreciate you supporting uh, the authors writing for profit. And uh, we just want to send you a lot of love today. And not just a thank you, but we're going to ask you to come back. Sounds good. Well, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you all have gotten some real value that you can use today. That was my that was my intention for doing this. So, you know, you can go through this even if you have to go through it again and say, hey, if I can just take two or three things from what Steve shared today and really have it help me, help propel me into getting closer to what I want to do um, as an author, then and I think it was, it was time well spent. And it makes a big difference in the lives of the authors who are attentive and who want to invest in themselves. So again, thank you so much. And if our authors would like to contact you, how can they do that? Well, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Steve Dansby. You can email me at steve at wegrowyourbrand.com. And my website is www.leadsmomentum.net. So it's www.leadsmomentum.net. If you have any other marketing questions or you know web development type questions that you need, um, you can contact us there. So again, thank you for uh, enlightening us and empowering us to get more clients today, Steve. And for those of you who are listening to the replay, I want to encourage you to take advantage of Steve's unannounced offer because we are in a place in the midst of this gigantic slowdown to be empowered to move forward when everything returns to normal. And this is the whole purpose of this group, to empower, inform, and exhort and encourage you to do just that make more money. Why? Because who isn't happy when they make more money, Steve? I'm more happy. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, thank you again. And uh, did you have something else you wanted to share? No, I was just going to piggyback on what you said. Um, like, you know, here in Texas, 
they're doing, they're rolling back a lot of, you know, I think these bars and things that are open are going to start closing again. So we're going to have to be back in the house for, you know, kind of like we were a little bit in quarantine. So the best investment of your time is to, you know, whatever you're pursuing to invest in educating yourself and putting yourself in position because eventually things are going to open back up and those people who are serious and prepared are going to be one that come out successful. Okay, Steve, somebody's asking me to put your um, information, contact information in the comments. Okay, let me put that in there for you. So thank you again, and I appreciate everybody that showed up. No, you got to show up to go up. Right, Steve? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and thank you for tuning in, everybody. We will be back next week on Tuesday. Actually, the holiday is, the 4th of July holiday is on the weekend. So we will have Mike Howis on Tuesday this week. Um, every week we're going to do something to empower, educate, and inform you. So get ready. All right. Have a How good one, Steve. Take care. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks for joining our host, Sharon C. Jenkins, on Luminance Today. Tune in next week for a dynamic interview with another iconic expert. Remember that servant leadership is more than an idea. It's a chosen lifestyle.